with the admission that we are the ones who are creating the results we are currently achieving also comes the responsibility to make the necessary changes to our habits, our actions, our mindset and get out of our own way and become the solution. Welcome to Manifest Action, the podcast hosted by me, Sarah Love. I'm an educator, success coach, and I'm here to help you break up with your excuses so you can start taking the action you need to manifest your dream life. If you're ready to get out of that endless cycle of procrastination and create big shifts in your life, then you are in the right place. So settle in, listen up, and let's manifest some action. Hey guys, welcome back to Manifest Action, the podcast where we focus on taking consistent aligned action towards everything we've ever wanted. Today, I'm going to be sharing four things that I learned from using the five second rule. And no, this is not the five second rule where you drop something on the floor and then you can eat it if you pick it up within five seconds. No, (laughs) the five second rule is an idea that I was introduced to through Mel Robbins. Mel is a motivational speaker and podcaster and author. She has written a number of books and she has a really huge following on Instagram. I'm sure you've heard of her. She is spectacular. Just go and tune into some of her reels. She's brilliant. Um, And she wrote a book a long time ago called The Five Second Rule. And I think I heard about this book maybe like seven years ago when it first came out. I never really read it. And then um, I think... I can't remember now. I I listened to the audio book for the first time a few years ago and it changed my life and I decided to re-listen to it recently and share with you some of the things that I took away from, not just from the book, but actually implementing the rule itself. So the five second rule says that when you find yourself in a cycle of procrastination, when you just can't seem to get up and do the thing, and It's not just for procrastination, but any kind of fear, when any kind of fear sets in, you can use this to kind of pull yourself out of it and just do the thing. So Mel tells her story in the book of how, um, I'm not sure of the timeframes, but she was in a quite bad financial state, career and credit cards and couldn't pay the bills and had three kids and she was in her 40s and felt like a complete failure and it was impossible for her to get out of bed in the morning. So one night she was watching a rocket ship launch on TV and she decided to try this in her own life. So she counted down from five, four, three, two, one, and then launched herself off the sofa and started to do the thing that she'd been putting off. And she found that she was really productive after she did that and she tried it in the morning when she was getting out of bed when she opened her eyes in the morning she would just say to herself right in five seconds I'm gonna get out of bed five four three two one go and the idea is that you count down and then when you get to one or go you physically move your body into action and she just kind of accidentally discovered this. She's not a psychologist or anything. I think she's actually trained as a lawyer. And after mentioning it in a TED talk, I think she kind of mentioned it randomly at the end of a TED talk that was about something different. And she she realized at that point that actually 
what she had accidentally discovered was kind of already proven by psychologists uh, as an effective way to get into action. Not the five second rule itself, but the principles surrounding it. So one thing I'm going to talk a lot about today is a starting ritual. So this very much is a starting ritual. And this is something that I've used before to just get myself into action when I find myself in this cycle of procrastination to just make a start, to just go and do the thing. Even if it's just for five minutes, even just for 10 minutes, I will stand up and be like, right, in five seconds, I'm going to get off the sofa and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create content for five minutes. Easy. So today I'm going to share with you four things that I have learned from the book and from actually implementing the five second rule in my own life. So procrastination and the inability to take consistent action is something that held me back for a very long time and I see it holding so many people back from manifesting their dream life and this is why I do what I do now and there are so many things that we can unpack about why we procrastinate and what gets in our way but I would just like to share a few things that I've learned from this five second rule and from the book and from implementing it in my own life and number one is that I am the problem you know I am a total Swifty I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift have been since 2006 when I first heard you should have said no and I have to say that it was I was actually aware of the I am the problem idea long before Andy Hero came out but it's just so true isn't it I'm the problem it's me And the power to actually admit that to ourselves should not fill us with this hopelessness that we're not good enough, as I know it so often can, but rather a realization that we have the power to be the solution as well. Mel Robbins talks about this in her book, and it is a concept that stuck with me. With the admission that we are the ones who are creating the results we are currently achieving, also comes the responsibility to make the necessary changes to our habits, our actions, our mindset, and get out of our own way and become the solution. And the five second rule has helped me confront that in myself. When I'm actively deciding that I don't want to get out of bed to do a workout, when I'm actively choosing that I deserve to binge Netflix instead of getting to work on my business, I am the problem. When I am onto my procrastination, I have the ability to spot what is really going on. Literally, as I sat down to write this podcast today, I felt a wave of tiredness and just a complete lack of motivation. I've been kind of sick the last few days. And side note, I am really feeling the side effects of alcohol these days. And I'm starting to see that it really affects my entire week. So I went out on Saturday and had a hangover on Sunday and now it's Thursday and I'm still feeling sluggish. I'm feeling really unmotivated and also just like quite sad. And I'm really starting to think about how I want to move forward with this relationship that I have with drinking and alcohol. Anyway, just a vulnerable share for you. I don't know if anyone else relates. Please let me know if you do because yeah, I think alcohol is something that I'm really gonna reassess in my life in the year ahead. So anyway, my point was that I did not feel like sitting down to do this. I could have easily said, you know what, I'm tired. I deserve to rest. I'll just not do the podcast this week. Is anyone really going to notice? My partner noticed. He was like, why haven't you done your podcast this week? And I was like, oh, well, I just didn't really feel like it. And he was like, come on, man. Like, you need to do the podcast. (laughs) It's your non-negotiable. I was like, yes, okay, fine. I'll do it. Thank you for that. So instead, what I did is I noted how I felt in way more detail than just, I feel tired. 
My eyes feel a bit heavy. My mouth feels weird. Almost like I'm thirsty, but I know that I'm not because I've been drinking plenty of water today. And that's what led me to think that it's actually alcohol that's causing the problem. And when I sat down and actually took stock, I realized I was hungry. So I ate something which helped. My hair felt uncomfortable. So I dealt with that. When I objectively looked at this, I noticed that I totally could sit down and script this out, even though I was feeling tired. I've done way harder things when I felt tired before and it's always turned out fine. So I did my countdown five, four, three, two, one and got to work. And here we are. Here's a really key quote for you that I'm gonna say a couple of times. If we want to feel better, we have to be better feelers. If we want to feel better, we have to be better feelers. And this is not really much to do with the five second rule, but rather just noticing how we are actually feeling. Tired is a really vague feeling. Frustrated is a vague feeling. Mad, sad or whatever, then all not specific enough for us to actually make changes to our behavior. We need to get more specific with how we're feeling. And I'll probably do a whole episode about really, you know, tuning into how you're truly feeling at some point, but I just wanted to highlight that today. When you feel like not doing the thing, just take a moment to take stock of what you actually feel. And this kind of brings me to my second point. My second thing that I've learned from the five second rule is that we can change our brain's go-to thought and in turn change our behavior through interrupting our thought patterns. As I mentioned just now, feeling tired was my go-to thought. And when I'm feeling tired, my go-to behavior is just to sit down and watch Netflix. But now with the five second rule, my go-to thought is I'm feeling tired, but I need to do the thing. And then I'll think about the positives of doing the thing and visualize doing it, the actual action itself of doing it and the results it will bring me. I can use this to overpower my go-to thought pattern of I'm tired, I don't feel like it to, and which in turn would lead me to do the much simpler things on my to-do list to I'm tired, but I'm gonna record a podcast episode. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna count five, four, three, two, one, physically move my body and do the thing. So this is known in habit research as a starting ritual. A starting ritual is something that you do to get yourself in the mood or into the right mindset of actually doing the thing. And actually my friend Robin messaged me about this the other day. Hey Robin, I know you're listening to this. And she said that she had been procrastinating on this big, big task for 10 months. And she had heard me talk about another one of my starting rituals, which is listening to Taylor Swift on repeat, obviously, and then doing the things I've been putting off for ages. And she tried this with her favorite song. She sat down, put her favorite song on loop, and then she was able to bash out the thing that she'd been procrastinating on in a couple of hours over two days. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's done. I've been procrastinating on this for 10 months. And she felt great because she had given herself the starting ritual and this thing put her in the mood to do the thing. And the five second rule does this too, because it's combined with so many other concepts or tools that are very well researched in psychology, such as activation energy, a bias towards action, habit loops, etc, etc. And Mel talks about this in way more detail in her book. And I highly recommend going to read it or listen to it. 
because there's no point me regurgitating the whole book here um go and listen to it because she explains it just so well and her voice is so lovely to listen to and she gives a ton of examples of other people using the five second rule in different ways so that's awesome so what this starting ritual does is it awakens the prefrontal cortex and the prefrontal cortex needs to be active so that we can focus and when we do this through this five four three two one starting ritual we are interrupting the pattern of negative thoughts that are happening in our brain I'm too tired and there's no point I'm not good enough and then it just spirals and on and on and on until you never end up getting up and doing the thing it helps you to overcome the fears to overcome anxiety to overcome worry and to show up with real confidence and pride and this is all taken from the book and it's really taught me that I am in control of my own brain and I can actually change my brain and the way that it functions through things like this and also this is backed up by the science of neuroplasticity and another person I'm a massive fan of is Dr. Tara Swart. Her book The Source is a really good starting point if you're looking into more of like neural manifestation. Actually, you know, looking at the science behind it, you know, Mel Robbins and Tara Swart, they're just like my spiritual parents. It combines two of my biggest passions in life, productivity and taking action and manifestation. Those two women, if they ever did a podcast together, I'd probably die. Um, (laughs) They are just brilliant, both of them. I love them. So then number three is that sometimes the most impactful decisions are the ones we don't think about for too long. Lots of my clients come to me when they are stuck with the decision-making or having a hard time just deciding what the right thing to do is. And I can't remember where I heard this for the first time, but somebody said this on another podcast that it truly doesn't matter what decision you make. Any decision that you make is going to be the right one. And that mindset shift has been absolutely everything for me because it's made me make really fast decisions and take fast action and think of... And things have started to happen so much quicker for me in my life since I started living this way. We really don't need to weigh up all the options of every single decision all the time. Sometimes we can really rely on our intuition to guide us into making the quote unquote right decision. And the five second rule is great for this too. It's not just a way of getting your, it's not just a way of getting your butt up off the sofa. It's also a way that you can use to come up with really fast decisions. I did this when I started the podcast, actually. As soon as I had the download to start the podcast, I decided that I was going to launch it in three weeks, which is just unheard of. But I managed to do it because I made some really fast decisions around it. I said to myself, okay, what's going to be the launch date of the first episode? 54321, 4th of January, 2023. What's going to be the artwork? Five, four, three, two, one. This is going to be the artwork. What's going to be the the name of the podcast? This is going to be the name. Just made some fast decisions. Took fast action. What platform am I going to host it on? Just made the fast decisions. Procrastination is so often rooted in the ability to just make a decision. And <laughs> you've probably heard people say this. I've definitely said this myself. But how often do we hear people say, "I'm just trying to decide," trying to decide, like. That just doesn't make sense to me. You're either deciding or not. There's no trying about it. (laughs) Trying to decide is just putting off the decision so you don't have to worry if it's the wrong or right one. What if you just made the decision? One of the ideas that's in your head just became the, the thing that you decided and you go all into it and you use the five second rule to help you do that. 
In the book, Mel gives a ton of examples of people who have used the five second rule to do things like like go and ask their boss for a raise or go up to someone in a bar and talk to them or have a difficult conversation with someone. There are so many ways you can use the five second rule to improve your life. It's not just for getting out of bed or it's not just for getting off the couch. Although those are two things that I found it really helpful for. There are so many other ways you can use it to do the things that feel scary and just make the decision. I feel like I wanna go and ask my boss for a raise. Five, four, three, two, one, go and do the thing. You do not have to weigh up all the pros and cons. Of course, if it's a massive life decision, then maybe you'll want to spend a little bit more time doing some research or deciding. Um, I'm not saying that you should decide to move to China on a whim like I did when I was 19. Yes, I did. And I say there for eight years. But every day there are a ton of small decisions that you do not have to spend ages thinking about in order to change your life. In fact, I would say that you're more likely to feel happier in the long run if you don't spend ages thinking about those little decisions. They do not have to be a big deal if you don't allow them to be. Number four, there are so many things that you think about yourself that aren't true and can be changed. This is similar to number two, of course, but I wanted to just point out that you can change literally anything about your brain, everything. This is again related to the idea of neuroplasticity, which is the science that we are able to rewire our brains. And my point is that so many things that you think about yourself aren't, not only probably aren't true, but even if they are true, they can be changed. And I'm just gonna read a definition of neuroplasticity for you. Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change and adapt due to experience. It's an umbrella term referring to the brain's ability to change, reorganize, or grow neural networks. This can involve functional changes due to brain damage or structural changes due to learning. Plasticity refers to the brain's malleability or ability to change. Neuro refers to the neurons and the nerve cells that are the building blocks of the brain and the nervous system. Thus, neuroplasticity allows nerve cells to change and adjust. And the plasticity of the brain is ongoing throughout life. And by definition, the brain being that malleable tells us that everything that's true about ourselves and that we think about ourselves can be changed. Your habits, your mindset, your personality are all flexible and neuroplasticity proves that to be true. A secondary key point to number four that I'd like to make is that your procrastination absolutely is a habit. Yes, it might be deeply ingrained in you and yes, it might require some work to rewire it, but you can change it. Believe me when I say that I procrastinated on literally everything for 29 years. Mel Robbins, I think, did for 40 something years, literally my entire life. And now I have transformed my brain to be able to catch myself right when I'm about to fall into an unhelpful behavior pattern before it even happens and I can pull myself out of it without thinking too hard or just through some using some mindset tools that I have in my kit and one of my favorite things to use is my visualization meditation and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know that I give away a free visualization meditation to anyone who shares the podcast on their stories or leaves me a five-star rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. If you do any of those things, please send me a screenshot and let me know and I will send you a free visualization meditation. This is really gonna help you visualize actually taking the action required to achieve what you want to achieve and it's been really helpful for so many people. 
All right. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, then please let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can go over to my Instagram at to manifest action. I will leave the link below too. Um, and also go and read the five second rule. Go and read the source by Tara Swart. I will leave links to both of their Instagrams down below. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.